Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Horror Stories. I'm your host, Kelly Aaron, and we've got a really special episode tonight. We've got a four-way. I'm on here with my gorgeous co-host on the West Coast, Ms. Sasha Powers. Sasha, hi, babe. How you doing hi. this evening? Hello. Hello, hello. And with us tonight, we have Danny and one of her partners, Bob. Danny joined us a couple episodes ago, and we talked about polyamory. And it was such a great conversation. We wanted to have her back with her partner, Bob. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Horror Stories. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me, I guess, for the first time. I appreciate it. Yay. Well, like I said, it was just such really great, helpful information. And um, we just wanted to bring more of it and get um, a partner's perspective. And then also, you know, kind of expand the questions a little bit, maybe include some pitfalls and stuff. So y'all can kind of talk us through the communication processes. So dig it. So just so that we can kind of recap um, do you mind sharing your pronouns with us, Bob? Uh, he, him. Okay, great. And we've already talked to Danny. Danny, she, her, am I correct from the last episode? She, they. She, they, excellent. I'm a she, her, um, Sasha. She, her. Excellent. I just like to kind of recap. Uh, do y'all mind sharing your ages? Not at all. I am I... 34. I am 35, kind of right on the edge of 36 here in a couple months. Awesome. Um, happy almost birthday oh, to you. you. Very, very cool. Um, so did, okay, this weekend was a really fun and busy weekend in Kansas City. There were all kinds of wonderful things going on. I was up in North Kansas City at Mackin Park with my friend G.K. Callahan, who was on as one of our very special guests on season one. And uh, I just love hanging out with he and his husband, Jason. So that was a great show. But another thing in Kansas City that was happening and also around the country, it's Pride season, June. Um, did y'all partake in any of the parades or festivities this weekend? None of the big events or anything. We There is a um, Pride bingo at one of our local advocacy centers that was raising money. So we went and did that. Um, couple nights ago now i think it was wednesday so we did that um i'm not big on crowds nice. so it's not really something <laughs> i like do usually just anxiety I yeah that. i hear you on that yeah same same and i think the weather was pretty nice on saturday uh maybe a little bit of rain here and there but um that just yeah Massive crowds, heat, I and I don't want to use the fucking porta potty. What were you gonna say, Sash? I don't know what it is over there in Kansas City, but to go to Pride in LA, it's a two hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> what? Whoa. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That seems wrong at its core. You know that there's a Pride night in Disneyland where I think it's like a comparable price. To go exclusively to this night where everything else is closed for everybody else. You can go to a Pride night. Isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. God. I never. uh, uh, I live in a neighborhood that is like a street away from the main street that has like, it's like 
the gay street of the city. <laughs> so there's like literally like all of our intersections have the um like the LGBTQ flag painted on to the intersections and like gay flags like going all the way down the street. And so every year during Pride quote unquote um there's like a big parade that goes down it and I'm like a block away. <laughs> so that'll be my pride celebration. Nice. Nice. Nice and close. I'm the same way. I'm right by 39th Street in Kansas City and there's the same thing where it's the flags up and down the street and <clears throat> I think they do the th same thing on the plaza which I live a stone's throw and um it's like going to hell. I don't ever go to the plaza. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. used to work there. Oh my god. Oh holy shit. Where in the fuck did you park? Uh it wasn't bad during the week on the weekends. It was terrible. This is the thing. Those structures were made for cars a long, long time ago. Um, you know, my minivan is a tight squeeze. That's all I'm yes. saying. So not you know. Every I time know. I go visit there I think of all the horrible dates I went on there. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I that's such a good point. I think I only went on one date around there and it was a pretty bad date. <laughs> I think back on it. Excuse me, sir. We've been on dates, sir. <laughs> uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> sorry, let me sorry. Specify <laughs> Okay. I okay. went on a date and it was it was so it was terrible. It was we were staying at the Raphael. We were trying to do a little staycation fancy and uh, just, um, you know, when you just realize you just don't really, it doesn't really matter what setting you're in. It's kind of. It's the person. It's always going to be, it's always going to be him. Yeah. So. Anyway, but uh, let's. This is not why we're here to <laughs> shit on the plaza. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I think I'm the wrong it's lovely. Then. That's all I brought today. It's just really <laughs> negative things about shopping areas in KC. <laughs> oh Lord, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay, can you guys tell us, and once again, high levelish, about how you met, please? Do you want to take this? I did it last time. Oh, okay. I'm, here, oh. I'm curious to hear if you say anything different. <laughs> we met on the internet. <laughs> I mean, long and short of it. We met through a dating site uh, because social anxiety. I don't go out and meet people. And also when you're openly poly, that's not an easy thing to like try to pick up a stranger with that line. It's like, oh yeah, my wife's back home. So do you want to do this? And so internet's usually, and no. also I come off better over text also. That helps. But um, we met, <laughs> we chatted, like texted back and forth for, it was about three weeks. Cause when we were supposed to do our first date, um, my wife had gone out of town. So I, I couldn't like drive out to her place uh, to um, Danny's place. And then the second time we made a date, I got horribly sick for the week and like had to go to the hospital and everything. And then so finally, by the oh. third week, we actually got to have a date that at that point we were talking for three weeks and we were just really clicking. So, it, yeah. 
Nice, nice. You brought something up, Bob, that was an important point, and you hear about it in poly circles, and that is <clears throat> you mentioned not just waltzing into a bar and trying to, you know, start a conversation or uh, tell somebody about your poly situation because they're going to look like look at you like you're a fucking alien. If you if you talk to them about how you cheated on your spouse or whatever, they there'd be people who would really understand that a whole fuck of a lot better. Um, but people, yeah. when you say poly, they're like, what were you going to say about that, Bob? No, it's it's. Yeah, it's this weird dichotomy where, like you said, I could have, especially where I lived at the time, I could have walked into any bar and said I was looking to have, like, cheat on a one-night stand and probably wouldn't have an issue at all. But, like, anything else, it's difficult. Even online dating, though, where I'm open about it, like, there still seem to hit, I hit hurdles every once in a while, like, chatting with someone um, because either couldn't wrap their mind around it or just wasn't their thing. Like just whatever the reason it just wasn't going to work. You had mentioned... it's... Oh, oh, go ahead. oh, I was going to say, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's very different for male presenting people than uh, female presenting people. Oh. So dating, dating sites in general, like for like uh, more masculine or more feminine, it's, very, very different experiences because talking to my partners kind of about what it was like when they were dating or on the thing, completely 100% opposite where I didn't get an inbox flooded with like insane nonsense or like sexually graphic, like unrequested things. It was mostly like message someone, hopefully something comes back. If not, all right, move on. And it was more, I don't want to say fishing because that seems really kind of negative but like it was just it's a little bit more of a struggle and then also trying to explain the poly thing if someone's not into that is another hurdle you just kind of have to add on to that so it just kind of very few dating sites are kind of equipped that um are designed to kind of allow that like and i'll say this okay cupid is probably the best one because they allow for those options and allow to search for those options like other sites. It's it's either like a cheating site or the more vanilla sites you really can't like find much. Like it's not options to put on there. What's the site? Isn't there one that's specifically for uh, couples or poly? Uh, it starts with an F. Um, it's not FetLife. No, it's... Um... Which is another one that people use uh, like that's not next year but i don't know field that's it field it's oh. like a specifically geared towards i believe it's specifically geared towards like people that are in poly uh or different types of you know dynamics I mean, within their alternative relationships, relationships. Yeah, and it's F-E-E-L-D is the one that I've heard of. But I did not know that OkCupid had those types of, like, filters um, mm -hmm. now. I have not been on OkCupid in a long time. Not because I haven't been single in a long time, but <laughs> because I, I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, it was, like, not app-friendly or something when I was on it or I don't know. I just got it's lazy. Got, I was happy that when I finally kind of felt okay, like I, 
I think I still have a profile, but I deleted mine off my phone because I'm not actively dating or searching right now. I'm good. So like, it was kind of a relief to be able to do that because it is like, it's so anxiety ridden (laughs) talking to people or like putting stuff out there. Like I just, I don't like it. Yeah, I've read like all these articles about how dating sites are like destroying relationships in general, but also I think like uh, men are single at like a higher rate than ever before, and they're they're saying that dating apps are a part of that. Hmm. Well, they're not designed if they don't get paid. If they if they find you a match and you get off, then those algorithm algorithms I think are kind of meant to sort of keep you chasing uh, you know how many men holding a fish do I have to reject <laughs> before it will stop putting men holding fish in my criteria why is that yeah God. <laughs> is that on my profile what's happening God damn it we, I Bob, say, we really why? hope that you don't have a picture with a fish I don't I, I, I think <laughs> I had and Danny, you'd have to tell me, but I had pictures of the dogs, but I think that was oh, it. And that's exactly. more like, hey, look at my cool dogs. Like, that's all that really was. Yeah. I that's can handle acceptable. that. Yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, but the, the fish, dead fish. The yeah, it wasn't animal, an animal not... like I trapped and killed. No. Like, that wasn't the case. <laughs> also, also, I don't want to see a picture of you next year fucking car. I really don't. Uh I like, no, but it's better uh, when it's like far away. It's that is super grainy and it's from like terrible. 1992. That's normally the yes. picture that you're getting. Like we gotcha. You know, you're like, <laughs> this is a, uh, you know, you went to school when Aerosmith was uh, top of the charts. <laughs> you, you're like you're me, not fucking I, fooling anybody. You're saying a rusted out Trans Am doesn't do it for you, Kelly? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, to circle uh, back on what you were, you said that you got that you're openly poly. So I didn't know. Are you like openly poly on just the dating sites, or are you openly poly to your friends, family, everybody? So for me, and this is I, I am open because I have very liberal, accepting parents who, long as I'm like, long as us kids are safe and happy. They really don't care what we do or who we're doing it with. Like, I'm pretty open about, like, my marijuana use. And um, Danny has met my parents last time they were in town. Um, So, like, I, in, like, when it comes to work situations, like, I'll say, I don't, like, go around saying, hey, I'm Polly. But it's more, I just might refer to, like, oh, one of my partners did this or gave me this. So, like, I don't, I personally don't have... A reason to hide anything because I went uh, the majority of my life not really knowing who I am or what I'm into. So, like, I just really don't care what anyone's opinion overall is. Like, unless you're like putting food on my table or like anything else, like, I don't have a reason to care. Like, we're not in a relationship. I don't care. But, um, like, I use pseudonym here and everything because, um, did you use Jay for a partner last time? Was that what it was, Jay? Okay, so we'll keep... So, like, for Jay and Danny, like, their families 
are not accepting like that. Like that would cause more problems than it's totally worth. And I totally understand respect that I'm not trying to like mess up anyone else's situation. I just know for me, I don't have anything to hide about it. I don't care. So yeah, I'm pretty open about it. Very cool. Very cool. And you know, yeah, there's no reason like, why kick it up? If, if you're able to live here, live your life, how you want to live it, whatever. Um, sometimes it's just, uh, uh, you know, when you're not talking about people, uh, on whom you are reliant for resources, as you said, Bob, um, you know, uh, if somebody's not eating it and shitting it out, it doesn't concern them. Okay, that's the last time I'll use that saying. I think I used it on the last podcast and I fucking love it. I ripped it. I ripped it from this guy named Erlon Wood, who is there's a podcast called uh, Ear Hustle, and it used to broadcast exclusively from San Quentin prison. And Erlon was a, a prisoner and um, Nigel Poor was going into the prison and producing it because they have a lot of really cool programs at San Quentin. He's out now, but he, and he, they still do the podcast together and I really like him. And that's his saying. I wanted to give him credit. Shout out Erlon. Hope you're doing good. He's out there on the West coast. Um, so, but I wanted to also circle back because, um, I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you guys are having fun. This is a great conversation. (laughs) Um, I wanted to circle back again to another, to, to talk back, uh, again about Bob's point about not just walking into a bar. Um, one of the tenants of Polly or one of the things people will tell you is don't just go into a regular population of people and try to pull somebody into the poly world. You probably need to go into a pool of poly people and then sort of do your pickings from people who have already sort of figured out that this is where they're at. Did you have anything to add to that, Bob? No, I mean, that, I mean, that's all true. Absolutely. Because it's not, God, it is not a woe is me thing. It is not very widely accepted and that's totally cool. I get right. it. Um, but also, and this is coming from my uh, more of the male side of things of like, it's always seen with an element of distrust. Like I'm up to something or I'm doing something illicit with my relationships. <laughs> so like it, it is something that could cause issues. Like, but it's, I think my thing is I never want to like, make someone feel guilted or push anyone like into anything they don't want to do. So like in, in my times like dating, I'm always upfront about it. Like a hundred, it's on my profile. I make sure they understand. Like I say, Hey, I put this on here, but do you got that? Like we good before we go on a date or anything, because I, I also don't want to ever feel like I'm deceiving anyone because that kind of adds to the people feeling it's shady in some way. Right. Good point. Can I Good ask? Point. So, uh, when you and your Jay is that's who you're married to is Jay. Yes. Were you, did you guys already know that you were Polly when you guys met? Um, she was. I wasn't at the time. I actually had a really bad experience where someone used that as an excuse to kind of manipulate and cheat. Um, because you can absolutely cheat in a Polly relationship. 
And I yes, don't. Yes, you can. Yes, it absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Consent and communication are a hundred percent the number one things. That if that does not happen, you shouldn't be doing it. But um, so I had no. a bad experience. So I wasn't really my thing. It was hers. I didn't. It was Jay's. I didn't care. Now she eventually, at the time, became monogamous more for simplicity at the time, and also like out of respect for me. I didn't ask her to. That was just the choice she had made. Um, but some time ago, I kind of got thinking about it and I said, Hey, I think, I think I'm Polly. Like I'm interested. That's also when I came out as bi to her as well. Um, t- didn't care. Uh, but I said like, Hey, I want to try this. Are you cool with that? She's like, yeah, absolutely. And we just kind of went from there. Great. And how long have the two of you been together? You and Jay? Um, six years. Okay. Yeah, we've been and together. How much six. of that? And how much of that? Like, when did you? When did you have that conversation? That were you? How many years ago were you? Were it, like, yeah, I think I might be into this. About a year and a half ago. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very like, cool. It, yeah, it's not been like this long thing, but like, yeah, that's yeah, that's about how long. But you said that come she was hadn't had had previous poly relationships coming into your relationship yeah she was actually living with someone when me and her uh, had started dating um but after they broke up we eventually moved in together but yeah she like that's always been a thing for her for i don't know if she's ever told me an age but as far as i know like pretty much her like adult life that's just how she's been so you guys were never monogamous together and then like developed into this poly relationship she was poly you went in into that uh where she had multiple partners okay well she didn't have multiple partners after uh she had broken up with her last uh partner um we were monogamous for about four and a half five years about five and a half years i guess that we were monogamous Cool. So going back to kind of um, some more familiar territory for her, but a little bit less so for you. How has that gone in terms of um, <clears throat> have there been some benefits of having a partner who can kind of help you uh, through some of the pitfalls and, you know, you can see the differences in the intention. It's not this weaponized thing. Talk to us about how you got comfortable with it. Um, Actually, having her as a partner was a huge, huge benefit. Um, Because, I mean, she's one of my best friends. We tell each other almost everything. Uh, But we... uh, being able to like bounce things off of her or say and like, and actually being able to openly discuss situations like, okay, are there rules on like when you, how long you have to date someone before you sleep with them or anything like that? Like, do you want to know before you, like a lot of the stuff, a lot of people just getting the poly go through, but having those discussions. So it's laid out. So there's no miscommunication on there. Or if something comes up, just sitting her saying, Hey Jay, like, what about this? This cool. And then, just being able to talk through that and her having been through it and also doing it at the time too. Like it, it did help quite a bit. And to that point, when you were talking about those kinds of conversations, um, those are conversations that you, uh, people who are monogamous don't have to have about 
how long the what you talked about can you tell us a little bit about the parameters of some of the boundaries that you all had set up oh absolutely um for her and i it was neither we didn't think it was right for either one of us to have like let's say veto power over someone we dated it was more just like hey not asking each other for permission as much as like just conferring with each other, especially when it came to scheduling or anything. Like, is this something you're cool with? Like, let's say I spend a weekend here. Are you good? Like, and just making sure those conversations are had. Um, it was a little rocky at first because I, since I had not been in another relationship, like there was some, I guess, intense conversations the way to describe it. It was a meaner thing. It's just feeling she wasn't expecting that we had to talk through and, it was fine. It was just one of those things like you have to make sure and discuss those things and process them because I wouldn't ever want to do anything that compromised her and I relationship, Jay and I's relationship. Same reason I wouldn't ever do anything. I would never want to do anything that compromised Danny and I's relationship. So it's just a lot of, there's a lot of conversations. There's so many conversations that have to be had that, like you said, monogamous people don't have to go into because it's not a within like the bounds of a quote unquote normal monogamous relationship. Um, so being able to, to those things, also being able to speak your mind when things come up because letting things fester is, is terrible because then when it blows up, when, if you allow it to do that, you're not only affecting your relationship with that person, but also any relationships the two of you have outside of that. So there's this like ripple effect that kind of occurs if you're not having those conversations or anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, good points. Uh, the veto power is a really interesting one because <clears throat> while you don't want to do that to your partner, you also... Uh, hope to have a partner that would respect you enough to understand that if there was somebody that was really causing a problem, uh, like uh, stalking you to foreign countries and trying to dye her hair to look like you, uh, that was making you feel uncomfortable, like she was trying to take the fuck over of your life, and um, move in in a weird way. Sorry, I'm working some things out on this polyamorous episode. I clearly. hadn't noticed. Those were those seem very spontaneous <laughs> examples, like off the top of your head. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in that, um, and Danny, if for some reason, like, I don't, if you don't want me to share this, that's fine. But uh, Danny was in a relationship with someone else when we got together, and she had told me some things that made me uncomfortable. And I voiced like, hey, this is how I feel. I'm not, I made it very clear. Like, I am not telling you what to do with this person. These are just, from my perspective, some concerns I have. And that's something that we discussed as she went forward because their safety is my number one thing. Like, I'm not going to tell you who to date, but like, I got to know you're okay sort of thing. So that was kind of an example of that where. I had to communicate that, but I had to be very careful. Say, no, you need to go break up with them right now. Like, this is not good. Like, that's because that's not There's my the, place. Yeah. There's a difference between like red flags that you're just communicating through versus a veto on that person. 
Um, right. Because if sense. you had presented it to me as like, oh, hey, you need to go break up with that person. I would have been like, cool. And I'm breaking up with you, too. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Mm. It just like invites defensiveness. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a sort of a um, context around it. And as I said, if you've got a situation set up where you both are very well-intentioned <clears throat> in terms of your feelings for one another, um, your care for one another, um, then uh, I, I would not be able to compartmentalize um, knowing that my partner was just super uncomfortable and sick or anxiety riddled or felt terrible if I went out with this one person, you know, that, so that I think in terms of an evolved relationship, in terms of a situation where everybody has everyone's best interest in mind, I don't think you should have to veto or throw gauntlets down. I think there should be able to have conversations and, if you really are trying to prioritize relationships and partners, uh, safety, comfortability, et cetera, then, um, you know, hopefully those things work out. So it's, it's kind of fun to talk about your situation and how y'all are handling it. Yeah, very absolutely. good. I'm very impressed. Um, <clears throat> We're creeping up on the uh, 45 seconds to break time. I just like to let everyone know, so I'm not cutting off anybody completely abruptly. But um, uh, when we come back here in a second, my next question I want to talk to y'all about, has anybody uh, ever accidentally stepped over any of the boundaries or violated rules and how you navigated that? Because as we said, we know in your situation that y'all are not doing that intentionally, but we're all human and we're talking about a lot of dynamics and moving parts and that's going to sometimes happen. And with that said, we're going to pause right now for a break and we're back. Okay. So as I said, um, can y'all tell me, Danny and Bob, has anybody ever accidentally stepped over any boundaries or violated any rules and how did you handle it? Danny, you might be better equipped for this one. Uh, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to think, and I can't. So, uh, I mean, most of my dating outside of Jay until I got with Danny, um, until Danny and I got together, that sounds a little better, um, weren't super long-lasting. So I don't think that ever really came up like i mean a big thing for us is unless it's prior proof no one comes over to the house our old house um now she eventually met danny and then that like then okay it's cool danny comes over whatever but like um i can't think of anything major that happened in my experience the only thing i can really think of is like we've had to have sit down conversations um about spending enough time together whenever someone gets a new partner that is true yes that is a good example so talk to us talk to us about how that those conversations go down y'all so for us 
anytime one of us has an issue with another partner or both of us, it's something that's annoying both of us, then, or two of us out of the three, excuse me. Um, I think we're all very conscientious of approaching it, not as attacking someone or accusing them. It's more, hey, this is something I noticed. Like, can we talk about it for a second? And usually that goes fine. But like, um, it's more about being honest, but also kind of delicate because you don't want to come in. Like if Jay and Danny came in and said, hey, you're doing this, like I'm going to get defensive automatically. So it's a like making sure that it's an actual conversation and not just like, accusing anyone of doing something or because most of the time, like in that situation, um, people didn't realize like that we didn't know it was an issue. And then we kind of worked on it from there. Right. Like the thing, how I go into it normally is I will tell the other person or people how it makes me feel and what they did and the feelings it caused in me, whether they meant it that way or not, this is how I interpreted it. This is how I feel. And this is why I'm reacting this way. Um, we've also found out we do not have these conversations conversations via text ever. They are in person face to face. So there is less room for misunderstanding. That's that not... is, yeah, that goes across the board for any relationship, even a friendship. Let's be honest. Cause I, I've had a couple of, uh, you know, breakups <laughs> that are friendship related. Never True. have those conversations via text message because it's just not good. Tension does not, it does not relate very well through text message. It, no, it doesn't. No, and people have different styles. Like I am like a big like exclamation point, exclamation point. And other people I know are a little bit more laconic in their style. And I'm used to it. I know they're not upset with me. I just, you know, that's the way they text or whatever. But if I didn't know that or if it was a weird situation and we were in this relationship, then yeah, I could see how things could be misconstrued. So those are good rules to have. Plus, it's I just, just think Kelly's yelling respectful. at me all the time. <laughs> not to say that is like I see an exclamation point. I don't know what has got you so excited, let alone using two of them. <laughs> you know. Well, I- I, I'm totally guilty. It's That's funny. like for emails too. Like I, I was um, laughing the other day because one of my coworkers had messaged like a client and I was like CC'd on the email and she was like relaying just important information that she wants them to see, but she put it in all caps. And I was like, why are we all yelling? I don't understand. Is she angry? <laughs> yeah. That's like typing etiquette 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah slow your roll on the caps honestly Something i feel like there caps. should be like a lesson on like email and text etiquette or something i mean I we had get- kind of an email etiquette course whenever i was in school oh, I think that's it was part of our keyboarding class uh, yeah i had like a management class and i think like communication etiquette was covered and i feel like those things were talked about um it has to be taught in high school (laughs) yeah oh i didn't say people Uh, took it i graduated in (laughs) uh, i graduated in 1988 we did not have an email class 
Um, but I wish we would have. That's uh, one of those life skills for show. Um, do y'all uh, have other partners besides Jay and the two of you currently? Um, currently, I, I do not. Jay what did you say, has... Bob? You do or do not? No, I do not. Um, the only one that does is Jay has one other partner right now. And is this somebody that y'all are involved with also, or is this just a relationship that Jay's in independently with this individual? That one's all that her. Is an, oh. Go ahead. Uh, that's an independent relationship. Do you, so do you interact at all? Does that person come over to the house or anything like that? Or it's just a totally. So awful. if it's cool, I'll take this one. Yeah, you have. Because I, um, I made a rule that I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh-oh. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, so the poly dating community is pretty tight-knit, kind of small pool. And uh, Jay's current partner is someone that I had dated. I thought, I thought you mentioned that in the last podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Because there's actually a couple. And this. They met because they were dating the same person initially. Jay and Danny did. So it's it's not the first time it's happened, but um, it's been a little while since I dated this person and we just weren't right for each other. Um, but I don't necessarily want him over at the house because we did date. There is that past there and I don't feel comfortable with mm -hmm. it. Makes sense. Right I wouldn't want my ex to come over, mm -hmm. for, even if it was for good purposes. Kansas City is a small place, y'all. It yeah. really is. Who among us has not been at a line at a sex club and just seen someone that we know also in the line <laughs> waiting to get into the sex club? I mean, come on. That's just Saturday night here in Kansas City. You know what I mean? It's kind of real. <laughs> You know, I haven't lived there in like six or seven years, and I feel pretty Ooh. comfortable saying that I, if I go into any like major restaurant or bar, I will know somebody, at least one person. Oh, mm -hmm. and we're talking, you know, I haven't been around, you said I have not been six around. or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, tiny place. Yeah. People so I can't imagine all what around. The, the dating pool is for poly it, people. It, well, so. It's happened twice with Jay and I where she was seeing one person, then I independently started talking to that person's other partner, and we ended up dating a couple separately. And then it happened again with Danny and I because they were sharing a partner, and then I said, oh, I'm going to meet up with this person. They're really cool. Like, oh, wait, I think I know them. And then it's happened with Jay and Danny two or three times where they've either dated or talked to the same person or as friends with someone that the other one dated like it's you're right taking a small town but then a small city and then like cutting that even more like to just the poly people in the area it's yeah it's a lot of overlap um it really is when one of you decides like oh i might be ready to go back into the dating pool do you guys like disclose that before re-downloading the app 
like with your other partners or is that something that you just kind of so pursue on your own and then communicate with us at the stage of relationship we are all kind of and we do, if like Danny or I decide to do that, we would discuss it. That's something that we mentioned before. Like, hey, it's cool. Just make sure, like, you let me know so we can have that conversation. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that we would talk about beforehand. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that, uh, like, we're in a different. The reason I ask people to disclose their ages is because I just sometimes there are some differences in uh, the pools or the places that you look and find, the things that are popular in terms of apps or meeting locations. Because um, I'm 53, so there's quite a bit of age gap. So I'm wondering, um, when I was in a, a polyamorous, you really can't even call it that, but I was more poly under duress. But when I was in that situation, there is kind of a, a seedy sort of underbelly, like a swinger underbelly. Do y'all encounter that? Um, or is that kind of, below your radar in the age group that you're in and in the groups you're running with? Because I think of it in a couple different ways. You've got the cool alternative people who really have their shit together. And then you have the anti-bi men, anti, uh, you know, kind of more right wing, kind of weird, sort of strange. You're not sure if everybody wants to be there kind of situation. And I'm just wondering if y'all have encountered that at all, uh, or if you've had a pretty good uh, run of it landing among like-minded people. So my answer is going to be way shorter. So I'll do this one first. Cause again, <laughs> as a male, not, it's not something I encounter now. I see it because my settings, I see men and women profiles. And so like, I'll see the things I see is more people looking for a female third because like guy wants to have a threesome. So they're a monogamous couple basically looking for a unicorn and that's their thing. So like I get less of that because on like the female side, like it, in talking to people, like it seems way less like, probably skeevy than Danny like has stories for. Uh, so I have not encountered it quite as much since I've been in Kansas city, but prior to moving here in smaller areas, I encountered it a lot more online, but also in person. Um, like I think I talked last time about after class, this girl in my class approached me and she was probably 15 years older than me at the time. And I was oh, yeah. in college and she asked if I wanted to go to a strip club with her and her husband because she had shown him a picture of me from class and he was interested. And I was like, what is happening? No, no. That's so creepy. Like, why would you, what, why would yeah, they think that I... that would make you comfortable at all? <laughs> I don't know, but like whenever it happens online, I think it's easier to ignore and just kind of swipe off or block or delete that person. But whenever it's happening in person, it's really intense and really awkward. 
Mm. Yeah, there's a time and a place. And like we were talking about, not just taking people and yanking them into the your situation. It's like, just hold on a minute. Yeah, Kansas City is a small place. I recently had a couple friends of mine ask me about a couple um, that my advice was, uh, you know, I was able to tell them about the experience that I had and kind of the impressions that I had and, um, uh, kind of honestly share that review with them. And, um, that's a, that's a small community when you can just dial up a review, give somebody some specifics. <laughs> But I that's wish what that we're was here, something you know? that we could kind of do, though. Like yeah, I was going to say, that does not make you a bad person if you tell somebody, watch out, these are kind of notch-on-the-belt kind of people. Yeah. These are people who don't give a fuck about safe sex, who actually kind of look down on us for wearing condoms. Um, yeah, like, uh, not the kind of, like I said, uh, sort of sex-positive vibe that i personally was going for um and, i mean there's a difference between sex positivity and just being a creep <laughs> yes yes that's so true that's so true and so much of it just really involves um uh being respectful and not objectifying people uh, i do have to say with like the age of social networks um, people should just be aware because I, I am part of one group on Facebook that there are Facebook groups in your area that are, I've only seen the ones that are for women, um, like sharing updating profile and being like, does anybody know this person? And is there any red flags I need to know? Or reporting people being like, Hey, I went on a date with this person <laughs> and this is what they did to me please be aware that is very real. <laughs> I, I have been a part of one of those groups. Um, I'm, I'm so. glad that all my uh, teenage paranoia about women, like is, is actually true. Thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it's not like, you I'm know, uh, body shamey stuff. It's like real <laughs> stuff that women would probably, I mean, I think like for the most part, we all get alarmed with like the same things. Um, so it's like that stuff. It's not like petty, like, Oh, this person has a bad hairline or something, you know, like <laughs> oh, that, that gets reported. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we don't measure like things. <laughs> we don't get the oh, tape God. measure out. <laughs> oh Lord. That, <laughs> 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 That would not. I be mean, okay. I'm sure there is a size queen group if like that's something you want to look into. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a pot for every lid, everyone. Um, question for you both, Danny and Bob. Do you have a different dynamic with each of your partners in this triad? Um, are are either of y'all dommy with one, subby with another? Y'all, what what's the what's the dynamic? Um. 100%. Like, um, in, in sex, it, there are very different dynamics, but even individually in our relationships with each other is very different. Um, I think Danny said this last time, but Jay is textbook submissive. Like, that is, she could not, 
Dom if she, even if she wanted to. Like, that's not her thing. That's not her disposition, attitude. Um, but, like, since Danny and I got together, that's when I learned I was a switch. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, um, but even, it's like, the stuff we're into, like, there are certain movies or shows that Danny and I uh, really enjoy that Jay has nothing to do with. And that goes for every way you look at it, including like when the three of us are together, like it's just different dynamics. Cause that's kind of the ideal with Polly is being able to like have those different dynamics and everything with other people to have more of a, gotta sound cheesy, but more of kind of a complete picture of like how you want your relationships to be. Cause no one, honestly like hits every check mark so like it's it's about balance i think in my mind yeah that's a good point you can't be everyone's everything um and this is a way to branch out as you said and um have some win-wins across the board if you will I like how you said that you didn't know that you're switch until you've you met Danny. I think it's, I mean, I I think that's like one of the beauties of being in a polyamorous relationship is that you're able to learn even more about yourself with just having you know a different a different type of relationship with somebody and learn getting to explore all of those preferences rather than you know with your other relationship. Yeah. What does dating look like with the three of you? Do you all ever, the three of you, go out and do things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like earlier this week, we went to a Pride-themed bingo together, the three of us. Um, We go out to dinner. We go to the movies. Like, I don't know. We're just, we're partners, but we're also friends. And we try to, like... Because, I mean, three different people, three different work schedules, everything, like, we try to set aside at least, at a minimum, once a week, where we're either, we all go out together, or even if we just, like, eat dinner and watch TV together for a little bit. Because it, it just, it's a good way to kind of check in on things and make sure, like, everything's good and I'll just spend time together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how about... Um... Danny, tell me about a date that you might have with Jay and then a date that you might have with Bob. Yeah, so um, some of the dates I've had with Jay, we've like went through a drive-thru and gotten food and then went to like the hardware store and like weird-ass grocery stores on back streets that maybe we shouldn't be going to, but we wanted to see what was up. Um, And then my dates with Bob are more like going to cemeteries and having a picnic or going to museums or going to the movie theater or cemeteries. that sounds awesome you have some good dates (laughs) i I have pictures i need to show you (laughs) we would love to see them you know i do love a good cemetery I've never hung out at a cemetery and this is like apparently the thing to do according to Kelly it's it's what we do is it like all cemeteries or like old like something or something that's drawing you to the cemetery once um I'm more 
drawn to older cemeteries because they have more personality. Um, a lot of the newer ones, they have special requirements, like the stone has to be two inches above the ground so that way the mowers can get over it and they're not allowed to have flowers X amount of days of the year. And there's just a lot more stipulations. Whenever you go into the historical cemeteries, stones are all different sizes, shapes. Um, I will go on a whole thing, so I'm going to stop myself. She's like, this is going to be the cemetery corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, for all your death needs. Um, <laughs> but for real. My place is already secured. We should I just do start actually... a second podcast just reviewing every cemetery. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. I, I do love, I just love dead people. I do. Um, so we've talked uh, to Danny a little bit about kinks, Bob, but let's talk to you. Talk to us about your kinks and talk to us about y'all talk to us about how your kinks intersect. Just straight missionary all the time. Point on top. No, um. <laughs> we are pure. We are homestyle vanilla, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Welcome to horror stories. Vanilla. My, my kink is the pretend no, we're in you. a lost relationship in our forties. Um, no, it, uh, so things <gasps> I like, God, it's weird itemizing I mean, it like a list. So, like, um, I like butts a lot. I have an anal fetish. Um, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I know that was a big topic discussion <laughs> last time as well. Um, I didn't see but, you at the last meeting. What was going on? Yeah. Co <laughs> oh. chair. Um, <laughs> so, I like that. Um, I like doming. Uh, and I like. Um, administering pain in terms of like paddling or light slapping stuff like that um i mean the rest like bondage is fun i like that a lot um my personal pain tolerance isn't super high so like that's usually i enjoy it but it's usually a little bit more limited um restraints this is true yeah that is true um, I cannot take the beating that Danny can. That is a true statement. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, those are kind of like, I guess the big ones, it, like, I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but. Um, You're a daddy. Yes, that is true. I am a daddy. Um, only to some, I mean, obviously, like not everyone I've dated, that's been like kind of my thing, but yeah, very much so in the household. That is my role. Um, which I enjoy. That's not, I'm not, that's not a complaint in any stretch. Um, but yeah. Tell us more about what that dynamic looks like in the house. Are people getting some spankings? Are people misbehaving? And does daddy get told <laughs> about it? Tell me. Uh, the tell you two brats. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I managed to get two partners who have kind of a lot of the same brat tendencies. So when they both decide to kind of go on their little rampages, that, that gets to be fun. Um, yeah. Spankings slash like even just like reprimanding is kind of a thing. Like outside of sex, it's not as serious. It's more like kind of a either default decision maker or if they're picking on each other and one decides to tattle on the other, that sort of thing. 
Sounds like fun. I know. That sounds like a, a fun household. I was going to say. Hmm. I mean, yeah, most of the time, but I will say any nagging issues you have in a relationship or living with someone times that by two for all of us. So like all those things are definitely still there and like money issues and everything else. So like that, that's like all the same relationship uh, kind of pests are there, but like um, you get all the good stuff too with it. So it definitely makes it worth it. Yeah, and like you said, with a kind of constant recalibration of the communicating and um, kind of riding the ship when somebody sort of uh, is is feeling they're not 100% into it or, or whatever's happening, um, I just think those are really good dynamics to have, all that communication, you know? Um, so I, my next question was anything either of you have ever introduced to the other kink wise. And obviously you didn't know you were a switch until you met Danny. So, um, uh, how does, so do you sometimes turn the tables there, Danny? Kind of tell us about that. Um, so sometimes I am a very submissive person and I want someone else to take charge. I don't want to deal with things. And other times I am a take charge problem solver person. And that sometimes shows itself um, in the bedroom scenarios out like other than everyday life. Um, so sometimes if he's done something, he may have been bad and he needs to be punished. <laughs> what could that look like possibly give us an example of an infraction and the consequences if you would please oh. i don't know what was what was your last infraction god that's a good question i probably said something stupid i mean he does that, talk back yeah that i think that's what it was <laughs> because so, the thing uh, two switches together. Sometimes we'll both try to be dominant, and it's just kind of whatever, whichever will wins out at that time. That's kind of the way we'll kind of go with it. So their time, I'll my default state is usually like to be the dom. So like I'll go into that, but if she's feeling it, then like I'll get rebuked, and it'll kind of shift. Would you consider yourself a brat? Not really. I don't hmm. think so. <laughs> there's some there, opposition i hear there there are things i am stubborn about and don't like doing it and i will bitch until i do do it but um i have both them like going to the doctor but he still does it or making phone calls yeah i'll still do it because i'm listen my life would fall apart without the two of them so yeah i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like no. re let's let's circle back. My life would be say that again. My life would fall apart without the two of them. <laughs> let's just highlight that. I just I love that. I do oh, too. I am very aware. Like I certain things I can function. I'm good, but other things, mostly if it involves like taking care of myself in some way, I am terrible about it, and I just am indifferent. Yeah, I have it's to hard. go into a self-care dom mode. 
it's hard to hit all the pieces and and hit all the pieces of life in the right way at the right time with the right consistency it's fucking overwhelming um it's yes, like it i was explaining the other day it's like fucking whack-a-mole it's like i get this part over here figured out and then this part pops up over there it's all the time y'all so i know i'm not the only one <laughs> <laughs> um um oh, oh go ahead don't danny to talk we yeah to, to, <laughs> to finish and oh my god uh to finish answering your question uh his punishment like mm. i have an under the bed bondage kit um where i can put his uh wrist and ankles in cuffs so he can't get away or move and then i have um a braided leather cane um and then i have a flogger braided cane mm-hmm. yeah and not, then i also have a paddle not so around. being serious my video portion's still frozen isn't it yeah maybe later it take is. pictures and you can show them those yeah oh. um but it's like <laughs> it's can like i take who can I, can you take pictures and can I, well, I'll ask you offline. I was like, can I put it on our Instagram? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, ooh, I have one for my OnlyFans I'll send you. Um, but this is like a two foot cane and it's got like a fiberglass core and then it's uh, braided black leather. A single tail like cat and nine? Um, it's a cane. So. Okay. So it's hard. Yeah, mm. it's, it's it, basically imagine like a two foot wand from like a wizard movie, but black leather. I don't know if I like <laughs> I just got like <laughs> such great visuals. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm thinking like so, I, yeah, Harry Potter has... and some really great spells that turn into <laughs> great puns. <laughs> I, I do not know enough about Harry Potter, like off the top of my head to like be able to role play that. I feel like. I cast magic missile. Is that a thing? And that's all I. (laughs) If that has not been created yet again, a hundred percent, it has to, right? Yeah, that is a merchandising miss if it is not. I Um, actually know exactly what you're talking about with the underbed bondage (laughs) uh, little things. I got. I have those actually. And funny enough, my my current partner is, like, not really, he's just, like, just not really, that's just, like, not something he's explored. And so it was quite a conversation starter when he first came into my bedroom. And I'm like, oh, don't mind those. Uh, let me just shove those under the mattress. Or if I have, like a like, a guest come over that's not, I mean, I live with my partner now. But before that, like, if my mom came over or something like that i'd have to like shove them under the mattress like super deep (laughs) and that's also what they're those are good for too is like they're pretty durable but also they're easier to hide as well like you don't have to take out a rig or anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah um now one of the questions that i was going to ask kind of segues off of that if money and space were no object what would be in y'all's dungeons st andrew's cross uh, damn it you took it oh, that, that is insane. like my number one fucking percent. thing is i want to st andrew's cross um a spanking bench for sure oh that was going to be my second one 
Yeah, Would you have like a whole room designated? For oh, a hundred percent. It's three peop- kinky people living in one house. They would have to be a whole. <laughs> there needs. How about yeah. a swing? Have y'all ever used a swing? No. No. I don't think the I ceilings in this house would do well. Well, that might but be that's no object. It's no expense. We are in fantasy land. You can have whatever oh, you want. In um, fantasy land, it's going to be like uh, that Netflix show where she designs the sex rooms for people. We were talking about that last time, and I still haven't watched it. But Oof, that's where I was. You should watch get... it. How about a fuck machine, y'all? Would there be a fuck machine in your dungeon, like a, one of the big fancy ones? If I ever eh. got to the point where I could handle it, maybe watching it be used on one of them, I would probably totally be down for. Yeah, they are. They're. They have some very, very fancy ones. Um, I talked to uh, our special guest. Cheese came on and talked to us about his sex machine and how he had it, has it set up. And I think our uh, my friend Jane. I have a sugar baby friend named Jane who I think has kind of the same one as Cheese does. So, anyway, pretty slick little piece of machinery there. I was curious. So we got a St. Andrew's cross uh, for the win. It sounds like that is the most popular apparatus. Kelly, do you want to explain what that is for the viewers that don't know? Sure, sure. That is just like a cross that looks like a big X, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all? And you can, uh, it's used for um, tie. You can tie somebody up on there and beat the fuck out of them, y'all. It's like heaven. <laughs> it's like a heavenly, heavenly place. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the previous podcast. Some of the most amazing things I've seen on a St. Andrew's cross. I saw a, uh, a, a very large man swing back and hit a woman with a single tail whip. And she was tied to a St. Andrew's cross. And she just... She was just hanging there. And th- these two played together all the time. We had gotten the the subs in charge, y'all. The subs always in charge. This woman was totally fucking into this. These two played together all the time. He knew exactly what she wanted. He knew exactly where to turn it up, turn it down, modulate, change it around. And it was just something fucking glorious to see. And there is no way that I could have taken that and i so i was just like i mean i'm more of like a light flogger so it was like just really really like just so cool to see and then as they were waiting to for this one to come off the cross and for the next one to come on the cross the one waiting in the wings had a ball gag in her mouth while she was waiting and i thought that was just such an elegant touch such an elegant touch yeah i like ball gags um do what? I said I like ball gags. Yeah, I thought it was really great. It put her in that subspace that she was getting into. She took it off when she got on the cross, but she had it on while she was waiting to get on the cross. And I thought that was really, really cool. The dynamics. Um, um, anyway, I very cool. I could go on and on. This is not my interview, clearly. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you're good. 
what are some things, are there some things on your list that you want to try that y'all just haven't gotten around to yet? I'm sorry I didn't do my homework. <clears throat> well, I just sent you the notes last night, so. No, my homework from the last episode. Oh, yeah, we, what were we going to make you do? I was supposed to peg someone and try water sports before I came back. On that, that is some juicy stuff. Well, there, you know what? This is not a race. This is a <laughs> we'll discoverable journey. We'll give you yes. an extension. So That's part, just a good reason to have y'all back. What were you going to say, Bob? So part of that is right now, I don't think I could take it. Like I'm at like two fingers right now. And that's about like all I've been able to kind of do. And that's not, that's more just like inserting that like thrusting or anything. Um, so like I'm going to get there and I want to, I just haven't quite got there yet. We oh, I feel bad. We, you probably were listening to the last episode and she said that. And we, <laughs> You're like, oh, no. <laughs> no, the only one that caught me off guard that I did not know was water sports. That actually was something I learned from your guys' last episode with her. <laughs> oh. This is why we have these conversations, people. I am so <laughs> excited that that was uh open some doors did you so that homework you didn't do either and i'm not trying to pick on you no we anybody talked about it anybody yeah okay we didn't okay. talk about it what were those conversations like can we can we hear can we peer uh, so the conversation started with him going, so water sports. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think I actually said that out loud to you before. I think I just had it planning in my head. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my funny. God. Oh, my God. I love it. So, yeah. And in terms of the pegging, we talked a little bit about it on the last episode. That is really something that um, uh, once again, you train yourself for and uh, kind of work up to. Um, and, um, you can do that with, uh, various butt plugs and preparations. Um, but you can really hurt yourself just throwing stuff up there. You could get fissures that are really, really hard to heal. That can fuck you up. So don't take you out and take you out of commission. We don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. Well, we are going to, um, we've got, uh, some other, uh, stuff going on a little bit later this evening and kind of wanted to keep it to around, uh, before eight the eight thirty mark central time. So this is just another great excuse. I could probably be on here for another thirty minutes. This is a great excuse just to have y'all back on again. <laughs> if you would please come on again. Um I would love to have a part three slash part two with you, Bob. Um Absolutely. would y'all be up for it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We haven't played a game in a while. Oh, yes, we could play some sort of game. Oh, yeah, we could have you guys on. We've had a lot of really fun ones. Pro Neutral or Nah is a one that Ooh. we really enjoy where we go around the room and say things like, <clears throat> you know, 69s, uh, Violet Wands, um, um, Gang Bangs, Orgies, and then you just say, like, whether you're pro neutral or Nah. 
and then give us a little bit of information uh, about why you had that answer. So maybe we could have you guys back for a little round of that if you would yeah, be, be a lot into of fun. it. Okay. That sounds this fun. Is, this has been a total blast. Um, Sasha, you got anything to add, sweetheart? Um, just thank you guys for being so open about your relationship. Um, you know, the good and maybe not as good. Uh, I think it's really, it's really nice to see, uh, good examples of polyamory, um, and how successful you guys have been is, uh, an inspiration to a lot of people, I would think. It really is. It really is. Just. Mm -hmm. The communication and the respect that you have for one another is really cool. And it's hard to achieve that in a two person relationship, but to see it turned up so loud in one with three is uh, just very cool. I'm really happy for y'all. Um, and we loved having y'all on here. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much. <clears throat> so send us your horror stories, everyone. Uh, horror stories at gmail.com. You can also follow our Instagram horror stories. Uh, I put us out on iTunes um, so you can get us on there. And of course, uh, like and subscribe. Please review us. And uh, we will be back soon. Sasha and I are going to get together early next week for our first catch up in a while. And we're looking forward to that one. So everybody have an amazing uh, uh, horror story week. And we will talk to you later. Thanks for coming at us. And We'll talk to you later. Horror Story signing out. Bye. 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 listening to horror stories tales of the hustle inspire us if you'd like to share a horror story hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com that's w-h-o-r-e-o-r-s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com thanks for listening